yeah he's he's a really solid character the criminal minds guy i, yeah, I just, he's a sneaky good looking dude yeah he's okay Punch. remote episode ow our first ever coast to coast episode that's true uh our first of three coast to coast episodes we forgot to tell you when we uh said oh this is so daunting we have to do one remote episode after we had said how poorly we do remote episodes we actually have three remote episodes in a row because for the first time ever pete and i will not be in the same place for multiple days <laughs> like a week at, uh, at this point i think yeah so um it's a big step for our relationship but i uh, i have faith that we can get through it yes yeah we can do the, the long distance thing we've got especially with you off twitter you i still have your undivided attention i'm back I, on i'm back on by the one the day, uh, that this, the day that this podcast comes out i feel like i'm gonna go back on twitter now that you're on like i joked <laughs> last week that uh, in solidarity i stopped tweeting i just like I don't know. If Pete's not there, Twitter's not as fun. There's, It's just too... It's like you're playing dodgeball, right? And then the gym teacher is like, okay, uh, keep playing dodgeball. Everyone's going to keep playing dodgeball. We're getting rid of the ball, though. You know? <laughs> There's no danger on Twitter when you're not there. It's too... Uh, I would say it's too safe, but I've been... Whenever I've tweeted about what this dipshit president is doing, I've I've gotten a little danger back. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. tough guy uh so yeah I'm, it's probably a good it's been a good week for me to stay off twitter i think yeah you're so, uh you're currently on the best coast on the uh, west coast yeah i am i'm in los angeles for the all-star game uh by the way i ran into a group of brunch listeners yesterday what'd they say they said we love brunch uh and we love the podcast and then they I just kept a, ripping, riffing on that one thing. They said, yes, they're like, we love brunch, we love the podcast, we love uh, just the audio aspect of it for sure. Uh, love, love the titles. Uh, you and DJ are, are great. <laughs> Probably uh, a, a where's DJ type of thing. I get yeah. that whenever people talk about the podcast. No, I, we ran into them. They uh, they really liked the podcast, and then I did a work thing with them, and uh, it was great. They were wearing Bruins jerseys, uh, or two of them were, and then one of them was in a Sabres jersey. Uh, so it was a it was a good time. Nice. I also I also had a random lady come up to me, um, and she said, "Are you Pete Blackburn?" And I was like, "Yes." And then she like gave me a hug, and she's like, "I know this has been a tough week for you, but you can get through it. I love your stuff." <laughs> I was like, "All right." Somebody, some uh, immigrant walked by that take that interaction taking place, and is like, "Fuck that!" Someone goes up to a little white a little white boy who seems to be doing absolutely fine is like, I'm so sorry. This must be a terrible week for you. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> this must be a terrible week for you. Your, your work flew you out to LA for a giant party uh, on the, on their own dime. So tough yeah. week for me. Right. So. Yes. Yeah. We're, we're glad that Pete was able to get through what has been a very <laughs> trying week. It's good. Yeah. Uh, good thing you got that hug. Uh, that's cool though. How's the, how's the ASG sitch been? It's pretty good. I mean, it's been pretty uneventful in terms of uh, like actual hockey, um, but it's yeah. it's been really busy and uh, it's a really cool scene around here. Last night I saw. Uh, last night was the after party after the the skills competition. Snoop Dogg played. Uh, Blink One Eighty Two played. It was free drinks. It was a good time. Nice. The NHL uh, people don't know us about the NHL. NHL doesn't skimp when it comes to free drinks. 
Yeah, they, uh, I was I was kind of floored when they said it was an open bar and free drinks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whenever there is a big kind of media reception for the NHL or thrown by the NHL, they don't do the like five boxes of pizza and some Bud Lights. The dude, the food was so good too. Yeah, it was unreal. Nice. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a cool crowd. There was a lot of uh, notable people walking around, and it was uh, really neat. I was in line to get into the party, and uh, the person directly behind me was Mr. Gary Bettman. Really? Yes. I heard him drop a, a, a motherfucker. Really? I was like, wow, The two most hated people yeah. in hockey standing one foot from one another. Back to back, and like a combined 10 feet tall. You should have been like, dude, if you could just do a quick podcast with me, we could really make gold. Um, he, uh, Gary Bettman was a friend of Sunday Skate, our, uh, our now deceased radio program on WEEI for the Boston folks. Uh, he was a friend of the program. That is he, true. Uh, Gary Bettman, I don't think he even remembers me anymore, but uh, this is going to surprise you. He, he thought I was an annoying little man. Ah, wow. An annoying drink of water. Yeah. I would Why always. Do? I would just uh, linger on some of the dumber things he would say. Like he would say something dumb, and then it's like, all right, well, it seems like this is worth exploring. Um, his big thing was when Cap Geek died, literally R.I.P. Oh right, um, yeah. He said that the to his there was no there was no there like was a need interest. for that. Yeah, there was no yeah. fan interest in a database for that. So he said that, and everyone was like, well, that's really dumb. And uh, every time I spoke to him subsequently uh, following that, I would bring that up. I would be like, hey, has there been any movement on the the cap database thing? And he would, ju- he'd, would ju- he just, God bless him, he would just double down. He's like, no, nothing's changed. No one wants it. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> they hate that shit. Interesting. Uh, did you watch any of the, the skills competition yesterday or... I watched. I well, yeah, I watched some of it. What did I watch? Uh, I watched a part where it must have been killing you to not be on Twitter when Brad Marchand was trying to go in the shootout thing, and they held it up oh, for right. like forty-seven minutes, and he was just standing there while the um, the PA guy was just just stalling as best as he could. He was like, and now begins the shootout challenge. Up first from the Boston Bruins, Brad Marchand. This is the first round of the shootout challenge. <laughs> Brad Marchand is currently on the ice in anticipation of beginning this competition. He just turned into Pert Happily, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Marchand was standing there uh, just like, fuck me. What? <laughs> Get me off this ice. Yeah, uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was like a pretty boring night overall. There wasn't much... Um, not like boring for me or whatever, but I thought like the skills competition was, was kind of lame. There wasn't much that, that happened that was noteworthy other than uh, I think the Mike Smith, the Mike, the four line challenge thing sucked, but Mike Smith, that highlight was awesome. Um, and then uh, Mike Smith was wearing those little, uh, little pads, little pants, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like little it. pants. He's wearing the, uh, the seven inch, the, the, no, the five inch shorts that the <laughs> NHL is making him wear. Uh, and then the, uh, the other one was Ryan Kessler's kid. Those are like the two highlights. Yeah. The Kessler's kid thing was just okay for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, I don't like cute things. Get out of my face. 
No, yeah, I mean, I, I it did not seem highly contested by Carey Price. I'll put it that way. Yeah, because the kid is like six years old. I don't know. We've established on this podcast. We no, just kidding. Um, I was going to make a joke about making fun of kids, but we don't do that. Um, I actually didn't think that was really. I thought thought that was really cute. And Price essentially made it so not only did he score, but he scored an impressive goal. Like he beat him five hole. Right. So that was pretty cool. Um, you weren't on Twitter, so I didn't want to tag you, but I joked that I said, "Hey, everybody, Pete's on the ice." I saw it. I laughed. And I intentionally, when he scored, I didn't phrase it. He scored to protect against any like, well, finally <laughs> jokes. So I was appreciate it. I was very, very considerate of your Twitter situation while observing the shootout challenge. Amongst the media, the worst influence on me has been uh, uh, Mike Russo. Yeah. From, uh, trib. Yeah, the trip. Uh, he has just been basically egging me on to tweet all weekend. Oh really? Just do it, Pete. Just do it. Just well, everyone who sees you is like, "Are you tweeting?" And you're like, "No." And then they look back five minutes later, and they're like, "Are you breathing?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, he was just like basically insisting that I just tweet and get in trouble for it. What you so. should have done, you might have gotten in trouble for this. Uh, you should have kept a, lo- a log and made it a post of like, if I could tweet, here's what I... It, essentially, you would have made a running diary. That's what you right. should have... Oh, fuck. You should have done that. You should have made a fucking running diary because that's all tweets are anyway. It's that just, is. That's yeah, all this. Maybe I'll, do that. Maybe I'll do that for the game today. Nice. Good. Oh, good idea. Credit Comcast Sportsnet New England. What up? <laughs> um, well, that's cool. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's cool. The after party stuff sounds uh, pretty excellent. You have your guitar. Uh, what are you? Uh, what are you doing over there? Just noodling around. I'm up. Uh, so, in an effort to uh, have more energy in these uh, remote podcasts that in which we usually lag, I decided I was going to stand up when we record it. So I got. I went up into my lab, um, which is where I keep my instruments and such, and I was going to do it up here. And I, because I have mic stand, so I was going to put it high on the mic stand and then i would stand up while i did it and then i just put on the mic stand and i was like nah what if i just sit at my piano and just kind of the, the nothing's picking this up right you can't hear that i right? heard it a little bit oh cool I, I just turned it really hard i was like i can just kind of noodle around on piano and guitar while we're talking so if you seem to have a point and maybe you're going to spend a few seconds on it i can just practice my la la land and <laughs> Kill two birds with one stone. We've proven that our remote podcasts work better when uh, we're doing other things other than podcasting. Yes, that's the, that's the key to success for us, for sure. Yeah. Um, I watched 500 Days of Summer on the way to L.A. You had not seen it before, correct? Correct. That astonishes and, me. Well, I'd seen parts of it. I hadn't seen the whole thing. And that's I, a very easy movie to only see parts of. Before right. I watched it, I'd seen parts of it like 300 times. Yep. Uh, and I love that movie. I like am obsessed with it now. I wanted yeah. to go to the bench while I was out here, and oh. and I guess it's not there anymore. Really? Which is very depressing. Yeah, I guess they took it away. The only thing more depressing than that movie is the fact they wiped <laughs> away the depressing evidence. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess homeless people just like kept stabbing each other on the bench, and they're like, "All right, it's the bench's fault." Well, uh, he stabbed her on that bench with right, basically. Pen. 
Well, made her, drew her a little tattoo, and she yeah. stabbed him in she the heart. Him. Yeah, that's why. I was, that's why I thought you were going with that. So th- this can just be a five hundred days of summer uh, episode because I'm glad you saw that movie, and we've never talked about that movie before. When she says to him, "You look sharp," when they see each other at that bench at the end of the movie, of all the things she does, because there's as as Tom's date points out, he can't really blame her for anything. She was pretty upfront about what she wanted and what the situation was. And he just made it a bigger thing. So like that's on him. But at the end of the movie, when she sees him and she's, he's in a suit and he fucking looks good because he's a fine looking guy. I I think that Joseph Gordon Levitt is just okay. But she sees him in the suit and she says, you look sharp. And the way she says it is so fucking condescending because she's all married now. And Ah, yeah. I. That's the only point of the movie where you're like, you know what? Fuck you, Summer. You fucking suck. You goddamn asshole. All the other shit you can explain away, but you are a fucking dick. I don't know the whole inviting him to her party without yeah without telling him that she's engaged, (laughs) uh, and then like not even directly still telling him. That was a weird move. Well, I guess I'm. uh, So we talked about how. Grand gestures are back, right? Yes. I think that as being a fucked up person goes, that's a grand gesture on her part. That's like a grand asshole. I'm going to fucking, I'm going to see how bad I can make you feel kind of gesture. And that scene is fucking horrible. And they they got Regina Spector playing and it's split screen. I forgot about that scene. That is devastating. That, oh God. So she's a dick a couple times, but at least that time it's like, wow, that's calculated. Yeah. You're a monster. I think I honestly think that that he's the worst person, the worst of the two in that movie. Definitely. Just, yeah, just because like, like I hate people like that who are like <laughs> I hate people like that. No, but I hate people who like hey, people are sad. <laughs> the beat a bitch, you lost. He's president now. No, I just hate the people who like can't uh sustain on their own. Like that dude can't be happy unless he's in a relationship. Oh yeah. And that's... like and he like and it's in a he like is a person who overanalyzes like every part of a relationship and is like, she's the one, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I love the part where he says, uh, where he has the elevator interaction with her and his small talk is, is subpar. And he says, how was your weekend? Give me a break. Like he deserves to get something shitty back. Um, But she said it was good. So he's saying to his friends, like, can you fucking believe that shit? And he's then like, it's his, over. Right. <laughs> yeah. His, uh, yeah. What did he say? He was like, well, yeah, like it's officially over me and summer. And they're like, was that happening? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, so he's complaining about that. And his friend, the one from criminal minds. Yes. Uh, says, so I spent like, I spent like a half an hour trying to figure out who those two people were. Uh, his best friends. One's the dude from criminal minds. And the other one's the snozberries dude from super troopers. Oh, he's in Mackenzie's in Super Troopers. Yeah, he's in the movie uh, The Devil. It was remember that. M Night Shyamalan's like fiftieth attempt at being like, no, I'm this is another good. one. This is another good one. <laughs> it wasn't a flash in the pan. He's Trust got me, guys. I'm actually good, and everybody's like, no, dude, fuck you. You're yeah. not. So The Devil came out in probably 2013. For uh, no, probably earlier than that. But it was that was a big uh, M. Night Shyamalan last chance movie. And it's about a bunch of people trapped in an elevator and they keep dying because one of them is the devil. 
<laughs> and uh, he's in it. And I think he dies. The devil ends up being an old lady. Spoiler, but yeah, I wasn't going to see that movie anyway. So, yeah, But quick take. If you were to put me in a room full of people and one of them's old and you're say, which one of these people is the devil? That should be everyone's first guess. Yeah, like old basically. people, they suck. That, yep. that one's probably saved. Or it's for a 10-year-old kid. Yes, right. Yes, 10-year-old <laughs> kid or uh, an old person. Um, Mackenzie is... Uh, that's the video that I always play whenever Team USA does anything. Do you get that now? Which one? When they're at karaoke and uh he's talking to summer he like he finally gets a chance to talk to her for a few minutes by himself because mackenzie's gone yeah. and they mackenzie's singing proud to be an american <laughs> that is that's nice i like that reference also now. um so tom is kind of kind of a bitch uh mackenzie does him a huge fucking solid at the end of that night though because he says as they're shoving him into the cab he says to summer he likes you yeah. And as he's driving away, he makes he's like, "Why don't you just tell her?" If he doesn't do that, does anything ever happen with those two people? Probably not, because Tom's such a bitch. Tom probably just frets and frets about it, and then dies of a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> and even well, like even after he did say that, they stood on the corner, like staring oh. at each other for like two minutes. Yeah, where it's like so awkward, and you obviously if you're just staring at each other for two minutes, yes. you're going for the kill. Yeah. Uh, and then he, he's still, and after all that, he's still not the one who initiates it. Yeah, she has to. Oh my god! Yeah, he. It is way more awkward standing there not kissing than Absolutely. standing there kissing. Like, I mean, if you if you shoot your shot and she says no, like worst things have fucking you happened. Can, Tom. You can just blame it on being drunk. Exactly. Oh, that's true. You could, yeah, because you could be, especially with how Mackenzie just acted, you'd be like, hey, I'm so sorry about that. You know, I was with Mackenzie all night. You saw how he fucking was. So, you know, and I, and I can't keep up with that guy. I was really, really drunk. Yeah, that's, he definitely did the most awkward thing he could have possibly done there. For sure. And then, but I think like that's like, they did that on purpose just so that like, at the end of the movie, he shoots his shot with Mickey Kelly. <laughs> that is... That's, so they were like, "This is like this is how he changed." Yeah, uh, Mink, that Minka Kelly scene is funny because they basically just have her sit there. They're like, "All right, you have two lines. The rest of the time, you need to be like making faces with your eyes and like biting your lip and doing all this crazy shit." That if you saw a normal person waiting to get into a job interview, doing, you'd be like, "Hi, uh, <laughs> or do you need like are, a water or something?" <laughs> what do we got? <laughs> Here. <laughs> um i thought it was hilarious that she got like a full billing on that movie in the intro credits for one scene oh, really like, three lines yeah that's so, when they were doing like the intro um the intro sequence at the beginning of the movie uh she's in like the uh the opening scroll and i was like oh Mickey kelly's in this movie and then i completely forgot that she was supposed to be in that movie until the very, very end. I was going to say it would have sucked if you remembered because then once you realize it didn't work out and once she gets married and everything, right. you know that they're not going to make it a fucking happy divorce movie. So you're like, right. all right, Summer's yeah. out of the picture. Oh, I guess he's going to end up with Minka Kelly. Uh, but, ugh, yeah. Uh, the the music in it, pretty damn lit. Oh my the, God, the uh, music is awesome. When he does... Uh, so that's what hooked me. My friend had HBO. I remember we were flipping through the channels and... It was JGL dancing to Hall & Oates. And we were like, what the fuck is this? And it was 500 Days of Summer. And 
that's a very hard movie to start in progress and know which point of the movie you were, you're at. Right, mean? because it jumps around so much because oh, it goes right, like right, right, yeah, yeah. it goes like pre, post, pre, post, during all that shit. Um, so the movie was over like forty minutes later or something like that, and we're like, "Huh, that's weird." And then when I went back to watch it, uh, when they're doing karaoke and she makes him do it, he sings the Pixies. Here comes your man, mm-hmm. and if that doesn't fucking make the hell out of my day, and this, this both of his karaoke scenes are so funny when he's on the date with the other girl. Yeah, and he sings uh, "Train in Vain." <laughs> and he's just so fucking devastated. Um, did you have you heard the five hundred days of Wheezy mixtape? I have. It's I awesome. Have. It it is very very good. Um, I went into it being like, I'm not going to like this because whenever there are cool mashup mixtapes, I don't like them. And uh, wrong. It's good. It's very good. And I'm and like I'm kind of the same way. It's like I. I hate when like DJs and stuff try to like get too wacky with like remixes and shit. Yeah. But they did a whoever did that did a really, really good job. Um and uh I'm not a big Lil Wayne fan to begin with. So mm. I think that uh I think that I don't properly respect Lil Wayne, and I think that's my fault. I think that Lil Wayne and there are a couple others uh who I need to just sit down and listen to every single thing they've ever done so I can fully be like, all right, this is why this guy is perfect. Um, speaking of kind of mashup-y type things, uh, one thing like that that I do respect is one week on, I forget what show it is because I didn't watch it. I only watched it because uh, they tweeted about it. Um, uh, Jimmy Kimmel did a thing <laughs> where their musical guest each night was a band that was a combination of artists that sounded like each other, their names. So uh, one night, the musical guest was, uh, instead of Morris Day in the time, it was Morris Day in the Heim. And it was just like Morris Day and Heim singing Jungle Love. And it was fucking awesome. And there were a couple other ones that he did. I can't remember any of them. But like that shit I'm into. If, you, if you're going to force something, at least make it quirky like that. Um also, speaking of the karaoke thing, when uh, she sings Sugartown, in love. Yeah. If you're not in love with her in that movie anyway. Yeah, I think she's like a really, she's goals in that movie. So I never really understood your obsession with Zoe Deschanel. Um, I mean, I still don't because you think so that she's funny, like the you're... number one. No, I, I, so I don't think she's number one, but definitely. And my my fascination with her is definitely worn off, but it was totally five hard days of summer related that uh a uh just that she's like the it girl you know they make her the ultimate it girl um and the that's that what's that song that just came out recently uh where there's like the basically like the theme of the song was like no strings attached or whatever and it was like i just want to be the cool girl oh it's cool girl oh cool girl by tovlo yeah that's so that's like that's rules. basically that's basically summer. Uh kind of. No. So Cool Girl is about being like the girl that's down, you know? Um it's based off of we've talked about this. It's based off of in Gone Girl when she says like I stayed this weight, I drank right. beer, I blew them regularly. Girl. Like yeah. I did this, I did this, I did that. Uh the it girl is more kind of uh she's the girl that all the bad boys want. Is that that song? 
I don't know. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about right now. But that's somebody. And I if think, that's bowling for. If I'm gonna, I'm gonna guess that's bowling for soup. And if that's bowling for soup, then I'm the fucking man. Let me Google this. <laughs> the girl that, that I, all the, I still, I still think that um, that my description is is better because she's like she's the kind of girl that bowling like, for soup. Yeah. Good for you, man. Uh, Thanks. She's I the kind of that. girl who like doesn't want to be in a relationship. Oh, well, that's – oh, so you're saying that that's attractive to guys? Yeah, it's like if a dude is just like trying to do the sex. Yeah, but I think I, – no, but I think we're talking about the, the it girl being the girl that everyone's kind of obsessed with. And they set her up with the ice cream scene with the apartment when she's like every – Every time she got on the bus, it averaged what do they say oh, like three funny, double yeah. takes. Like so, so they're setting her up that. like that. That but was I, that was a little like over. What the you're top. saying, what you're saying is that she behaves like a stereotypical bro, and I'm definitely not disagreeing with that because right. she's like she's not trying to do the relationship thing. Um, I thought that that was a weird thing that they did uh, at the beginning, where they were like, "Everybody wants this girl," because like Zoe Deschanel's not that hot. Like she wouldn't she wouldn't get 18 double takes on a bus. Uh, oh man i disagree i don't think so like she's not like smoking smoking it's not, so she's it, like, it's it's she's not like subtle. a purely it's not a purely physical looks thing it's just it's like the aura. way they carry themselves the the aura yeah there's oh man like there's there's never been in whether it's like high school or anything like that the girl that everyone was like man everyone's obsessed with that girl and she may not be like the cheerleader type but she's just like the coolest fucking chick in the world I thought that it was weird that they did that, though, because, like, that never really came up in the movie outside of the one time where the dude tried to hit on her at the bar, and then he punched uh, JGL in the face. Yeah, that uh, that dude is... I always confuse him with... Uh, he's not in the league, right? No, he looks just like him, though. Right, exactly. He looks like which guy from the league? The 9-11 guy. The 9-11 liar. <laughs> yes, the 9-11 guy. Um that's a good scene when he gets punched in the face and then no, when he punches him and then looks at her like, Oh shit, I'm kind of the man. And then gets knocked and immediately out. pops up and yeah. knocks him out. Although that would be me when, uh, when they're going back to the apartment after, and he's just like buzzing about how he got punched in the face. And he's almost like excited that man, I just got punched in the face. Am I the man or what? He's excited <laughs> about this terrible thing that just happened to him. I, I could see myself doing that. Well, he thought that he thought that he scored points. that's so funny and she just shuts him down she's like that you so did absolutely not score points that made me hate you so much (laughs) that would be like the worst the worst development of ever of all time like if i got punched in the face and then found out that it didn't help my status with the girl that i was with come on yeah that's well i'm trying to think of bad outcomes from getting punched in the face uh, getting punched in the face and it hurting your relationship is a pretty bad double whammy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but getting punched in the face and dying is probably number one. But not for Tom. Tom probably would have rather died than from there that same night say we're just friends. <laughs> right. I think if if they laid out on the table like the options, they were like, this punch can either kill you yeah. or it can hurt your relationship. You'd have been like, just kill me. And then they'd be like, wait, let us follow up on the relationship. Uh, She's going to clarify that you don't have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's such a dick move. Like they were a, clearly a couple. Oh God, yeah. The entire movie, and, and she's like, if, "We're not a couple." Not a, even if you're not a couple, like I'm fine with if uh, 
now, now I'm quoting his lie when he's like, we don't have to put a label on it. I get it. Um, I'm fine with if they're going to carry on and not say what the hell it is. I, quite frankly, I think that's normal. But, right. um, but then she said, we're just friends. And she says, we're just friends. That is so fucking mean. <laughs> yeah, that is insanely like demeaning. Yeah. And uh, what else does she do? Um, the uh, Oh, no, it's when he replays the like some of the good moments he thought that he had. And they're in the record store and he thinks they're yucking it up. And she's just like rolling her eyes and she's like, I like that. I like that though, because like, it's like revisionist history at the end where, yeah. Like when you question like, Oh fuck, how much of this did I get? Yeah. I thought that was really cool. But here's the thing. None of that was in his head. I don't think, or I I think that he romanticized the hell out of it. And um, I mean, guys can tend to do that, but I, he wasn't making up that they were a thing, you know? No, he definitely wasn't making it up, but I'm I'm just saying like I thought it was cool that like uh that like all the things that he said that he liked about her earlier in the movie, like later in the movie when they weren't doing so hot, he was like, I hate these things. Oh yeah. Although I I got douche chills when he when they're playing Patrick Swayze and he's on the bus and he goes, I hate this song. Oh yeah. Kick him off the bus. I wish he got kicked off the bus more dramatically. Like, oh <laughs> fuck you, dude. We don't know what you're on about right now, but yeah. And his, you know what? He gave me a lot of douche chills in that movie. I'm about to go in on Tom for a second. Um, he, the, when he quits his job at the greeting card company. Yeah. And he's like, oh, love, ain't love grand. It's like, oh, dude, she wasn't saying, like, you, you guys were not in love. Like, you could, you guys were something, but you, you're getting carried away here. And he's like, oh, well, if you, people have kids. You never see them again. We're liars. We're lying to the world. I don't know why I'm giving him a Tony Danza voice, but he's. <laughs> He does this big thing and then he storms out. The only good part of that scene is when he quits and walks out. Mackenzie starts what he thinks is a dramatic oh, round yes, of applause. That was awesome. <laughs> and nobody else claps. And Dude, he had like Mackenzie, two. He had like two claps. He was like, yeah. And then immediately knew that it was a mistake. <laughs> Mackenzie's so fucking good in that movie. He um, when he, what does he do? Uh, oh, Tom walks over with. Uh, sparkling cider uh, when he first talks to summer in the um in the office remember they have a work kind of party or something yeah and he walks over with sparkling cider um this show i've seen this movie probably like probably seven times um he walks over to mckenzie to give him the cider because that's like his only friend there and he sees that summer's sitting by himself so as he's handing the the cider to mckenzie uh, he catches Summer out of the corner of his eye and he just like turns and brings them over to yeah. <laughs> to her. And as he's sitting down, you just see Mackenzie. It's so subtle, but you see Mackenzie's eyes like so fucking annoyed <laughs> that he didn't get that cider. He, th- he fucking makes the movie. Yeah, he was really, really good in that movie. I liked the uh, when... Fuck. What's it Keep losing my train of thought. She's a girl that all the bad guys won't do. I think I just turned that into one headlight by the wallflowers accidentally. That's uh, that's, that's not a bad thing. Did we talk about the wallflowers when we were talking about Counting Crows? Because if not, oh, we did. Because then we talked we about Adam Duritz on, uh, on the backing vocals. Yeah. Um, we'll get back to that again. I forget what I was going to say about what's his name. Yeah. Oh, uh, another bad part of the movie is when he's sad after the. Um, 
after the engagement party thing, the, the rooftop party, and he sees the film by himself, and it's like sadness, despair, everybody is lonely or something. And then Summer's in the movie. That's a little too weird, you know? When he yeah, sees, was, looking at the screen, and it's yeah. like both of them. And oh, right. Well, I thought that was okay. I one of the weirder parts of the movie was uh, towards the beginning when she was like, "Does anybody need anything in the uh, in the supply room?" <laughs> oh, that's I mean, the fucking best. <laughs> that was so weird. And that that was when he was talking about that he had like thrown out thrown out like the vibes to see if she would. To, oh yeah, that's dude. That movie's fucking funny shit. Like that's a that's a really that's hilarious. I think like he really thought that that was like a a real like he cast he cast it out there. He I think you know what I need. I that's think awesome. you know what I need. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. That's classic. Her, her face after that line was like, "What the fuck is wrong with this guy?" If and you like, uh, toner, if you told me that, uh, no, but she kind of played along. Like that was part of. Uh, her game i guess that she's like it's it's funniest if i just respond to this totally deadpan and let him kind of suffer for a second if you were telling me this story if you're like i work with this girl and she's cute trying to throw out the vibes uh i'm like cool what was your last interaction and you said that to me i'd be like you guys are going to have a lot of sex definitely for sure (laughs) i think that's such a funny move i think you know what i need he says that's like sexual harassment in the workplace oh that is yeah so that's that's true actually that is nothing she wouldn't have she wouldn't have bit on that she would have been like what the fuck is wrong with this that is nothing short of sexual harassment but i yeah but she's she's apparently a fan of sexual harassment in the workplace because she went for the kill and that is true she has by far the most she has the strongest sexual harassment in the workplace game that is such a that's such a bold move for the new girl the new girl just goes in for the kill in the copy room with a dude. That she's she got like, there with no friends. She moved from Michigan, as she says it. And uh, just like her fourth day or whatever, just walks in and is like, no words, smooches. Give me that dick. Right. And she just walks away after two. She does. Yeah. So she like makes out with him for a sec and then does like a little like. I'll be back for more later, like little follow-up kiss, and then walks out. And the look on his face is like... He definitely went... They, they don't show it, but he definitely went straight to the bathroom and jerked off immediately. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so funny if he got caught jerking off in the bathroom right after that. And then it becomes a big thing, and like the next day, they're like, oh, Tom's not at work. What happened to Tom? And then Summer, because she doesn't have his number, has to ask, like, oh, like, wait, will you guys talk about Tom? What happens? Like, apparently, at 1245 yesterday, he was masturbating in the bathroom. <laughs> and then, like, how would they follow up after that? He'd be like, hey, uh, we used to work like together. Uh, we had He'd a moment. to the worst department of the card-making company. No, He'd I think s- they, would, they would fire him. I think they'd have to. And then he would have to email her and say, uh, hey, we used to work together. This is Tom. We had a moment. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if I could get your number. And also, uh, just what's the buzz around the old office? Uh, also, Are they talking about anything? or Double, double PS. Whatever you hear, it was worth it. <laughs> oh, Tom, Tom, Tom. Uh, his sister is a little, his sister is a little smug. I liked her a lot. Is that's Chloe I did too. He'd be Ritz. dead without her. I think it's her name's Chloe Moritz, and she uh, oh yeah she, was really young when she yeah she ended movie. up she's an actress now yeah. Uh, yeah I liked the 
the obvious high point of her character is when she's playing soccer and she's going into the game and he's like, wait, but I need, still need your help. And she's just like, just stop being a pussy. Yes. Right. That was, uh, that was great. Yeah. And she walks in, she pours the vodka. I do like, uh, the just smash and plates move. Oh, that's such a dickhead move. I think it's hilarious with those guys. Didn't he? Or no, he I don't know. They leave it very vague. Uh, I don't think a greeting card company writer can have that sick an apartment when he's, uh, what, 26, presumably, something like that? Yeah, in downtown Los Angeles. Yeah, I'm guessing no, unless business is booming. So if he has roommates, that's a real dick move to just fucking smash plates because your girlfriend broke up with you. Or your not-girlfriend. Not, I was going to say, not-girlfriend, man. Your They're friend, your friend terminated your sexual relationship. <laughs> That'd be a good way to terminate. Like, what happened to him? Ah, his f- friend remains just friends with him. <laughs> he doesn't like the grounds of this friendship. <laughs> you should have turned that into a card. You've been like, you should have turned it in like the friend, the friend card that you give to the other friend that you don't want to have sex with anymore. Have you ever heard someone say, "I love us"? Uh. I'm not trying to be a this yes. and make it a personal thing. Like, yes, you know, I've, heard, I've heard that before. Like when people make it a caption on Instagram or something, and I'm like, die. <laughs> <laughs> not that I don't don't like people who have relationships where they feel they want to say that, but just I think it's such a corny line. Your your like ideal relationship would be with a girl like Summer, who like does not want to. Yes. Oh, totally. Yeah. Summer does not want to like it officially make it anything official or like or think about like the future at all no no feelings unless you're being mean to me those that's that's (laughs) (laughs) those 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 are the only feelings i do bad vibes only um the uh also the scene where they're talking about their kind of dream girls uh mackenzie's like as long as she's willing right i'm like no you're not you don't get to talk (laughs) like that you you, no, you've already established that you're like an aloof man don't be a tool. Yeah, but I think that that he's like so such a such an aloof weirdo. That, oh, so is he saying it like my standards are so low, or is he right, like, yeah. like I'll plow anything, man? Yeah, I think, I think so. yeah, I think he's you're right. He's like I think that he's like the the, the pickings are really slim with him, so he just takes whatever he can get. <laughs> oh man, with karaoke I, performance like that, you should clean up. That the uh, the Criminal Minds guy, man, he really dropped a banger in that uh, Perfect Girl video. Where he's like, oh he's, yeah, he's like describing like the perfect body uh, that like a that you would want. Rack. Yeah, bodacious rack. Uh, and then and then at the end, man, he was like, but the girl that I've been with for seven years, she's she's not that. She's better than that. I was like, oof, this yeah. guy has all the sex. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, better than she's she's like she's better than the girl of my dreams. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. real. I, I wish he didn't say she's real at the end because yeah, that makes he, it he like just, he just should have just dropped the mic on she's better than the girl of my dreams because basically you could interpret that as like she's better than the girl of my dreams it's like, he's got a real life vagina and I, right? I, it's a thing that I can't it's like I don't with. have to jerk off <laughs> right it's a thing it's a thing I can have sex with um yeah he's he's a really solid character the criminal minds guy I, yeah, I just, he, he's a sneaky good looking dude yeah, he's okay with that with that hair, and I think that with short hair, I think he'd he'd be okay. So he's not a he's not a Justin Bobby or a weatherman, right? Um, uh, speaking of sneaky, good looking dudes, uh, this weekend, uh, my big takeaway was is Peter Forsberg, absolute yeah. stud. Yeah, 
All those I, don't think, I, think that, I think that flies under the radar. Really? Yeah. Nobody says like, oh, Peter Forsberg's a really handsome. Well, I guess he's not, hasn't been relevant for a while, but he's a very Man, good looking dude, those, especially up close. All and, those and Swedish hockey players, age. though. Yeah. The Swedes all those Swedish. So that, that's. Except the, the, the Sedins. Yeah, they got everything but looks, huh? Mm-hmm. No, they didn't get the winning gene. Oh, got them. Because they lost the games. <laughs> So they're losers. Um, yeah, fuck. I miss talking about 500 Days of Summer. We just stopped talking about it for like three minutes and, or like three seconds, I should say, and I'm miserable. What do you have any more takes about 500 Days of Summer? <laughs> um, no, but I'm probably going to watch it again. I'm probably going to buy it, I think. I have it. Um, okay. I think I'm going to watch it on uh, the plane to Houston tomorrow. Oh, so we didn't say. So you're uh, on the West Coast, the best coast. And I'm going to the South Coast, the the Texas Coast. The beautiful Texas Coast. The coast of Texas, just right there on the water. You going to help build the wall? Dude, we have to... I feel like we have to check in on Trump for a second. When Donald Trump found out about executive orders, he got so fucking happy. When he found out that was a thing... There was a lot of blood in his penis. Yes, his, his penis went to a full quarter of an inch. (laughs) um like you you found out through this kind of this muslim ban essentially that the the people who are actually on board with his shit no matter what and that's so fucking ugly and i know i sound like a the fred armison's snl character right now but um yeah paul ryan man has not looked good physically or no like as a human being he deleted his tweet um, Mike Pence deleted his tweet. I didn't, so I didn't see this because I'd been off Twitter for a while. But what happened on the uh, the, the Twitter sphere where they deleted? They delete. Uh, Mike Pence had a tweet that said, um, "Like shutting out, uh, shutting out Muslims is not what America is, or something like that. Like it would be unconstitutional, and it's not who we are, or whatever." And he deleted the tweet. So was that recently? He deleted like, the tweet. I think within like the last day. Yeah, so but was the, the tweet weekend. sent recently? No, it was. It was sent. Oh, it, was uh, it was no. It was sent when I think it was sent when Trump uh, announced while while he was campaigning when he did the thing of we're not going to let anyone in until we know what's going on. Interesting. Yeah, but all the there's. So, I mean, you see so many fucking cases. There's a guy I saw in Canada. He. Uh, he lived in America till he was in eighth grade, moved to Canada and still comes to work like a few times a year in America or still comes to America a few times a year for work. And now he can't come anymore because he was born in one of those countries. And it's That's like, insane. it's scary as fuck. I tweeted to say, I have no idea how anyone who voted for Trump out of fear, which is how I think most people voted for Trump. They were just like, Oh, I think I think people are going to kill us, so we got to vote for this guy because he's going to make it us against everybody else. Uh, I can't imagine anybody who voted for Trump out of fear right now is less scared than they were before. I can't imagine that either. I don't know, man. I don't know how you feel good about what's happening. I want like to get all. Yeah. Well, that's talking politics. I just yeah. <laughs> Um, we have a lot of reviews, but we save those for Fridays. But uh, we got some pretty good reviews. Did so. We? Yeah, uh, we also have a merch update. We are on the cusp, on the precipice, so very close. 
to opening up that merch store. We've got how much longer do you think? My guess would be my guess would be the store will be open <clears throat> for Friday's episode. Uh, would be my Ooh. guess, but we shall see. So I so we're recording. Oh wait, we only have to record one episode, one more episode remote, right? Yeah, because I get back, so I'm only in Houston uh, Monday through Friday. So yeah, so we'll record you know, Thursday remote, and I'm assuming at that point uh, we'll be good to go. A lot of it's on our end. We're still nailing down some final details on how we want some of the shirts to look, but. Man, the shirts and especially the new things that Kathy has drawn up are are dope. I'm very excited. You sent those in like a flurry this week, and I I saw them. And I was like, yes, I'm so in on board with all of these. And she did. I send you. Uh, there's another one. She came up with uh, one that she was like, hey, I just felt like this would be a good idea, and she sent it, and it's fucking sick. So we're gonna have that as well. So, uh, well, yeah, you send that to me yet. What the fuck? I know. Keep your eyes peeled for this merch store. Uh, we got to figure out a day, like what day of the week we should drop new merch. What day? Because we're going to, this isn't going to be a one and done thing. We, we obviously want you to flood the store as soon as we open it. We want you to, to get stuff so we can give some money to the people who have helped us. <clears throat> but we're also going to be adding to the store. You know, it's not, it's, it's not going to be a one and done thing. There's going to be a lot of shit and a lot of cool shit. So uh, you should be very excited for that. 